Yeah, no one comes in again and says, Damon, you're going to play the role of the scapegoat. Okay. You know, no one comes. <laughs> I'll pause <laughs> why for is a that minute. <laughs> Wait, why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I want to know any more about any of yes. these roles because well. I'm going to find out some stuff today. Welcome to Enneagram U with Damon and Kelly, where we explore the mysteries of human personality and help you learn more about you. Whether you're a skeptic or an enthusiast, together we'll take you on a journey of self-discovery using the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Enneagram U. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Enneagram U. I'm Damon. I'm here with my friend Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Damon. Kelly, we start every uh, show with a question, and the question is, how are you feeling today? Yes. Today, I feel rested and replenished. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I was thinking, too, especially for an eight, it's Mm -hmm. difficult to take time off. And I had to be intentional uh, the last couple days just to say no to some things. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that I said no. An eight has a hard time slowing down. Yes. Because you're driven. I am so driven. And so you're, you make an intentional decision. I'm going to slow down. But now do you come back like an eight plus another eight? I mean, like it's worse <laughs> or is it better? No, I'm rested. Let's revved. I'm revved up and ready to go. Let's conquer the world. Oh my gosh. Arrested eight. One of the scariest yes. things on the planet. Watch out world. Bring <laughs> me your problems. That's great. Yeah. No, okay. I do feel good. Oh, that's yeah. good. Awesome. Yes. So, um, I know this is your favorite part, too. How are you feeling? I was thinking we would skip this part. Yes, I know this is the part that you want to skip. No, I okay, I've got feelings today. Okay, yay. Can you have more than one feeling at a time? Yes. Okay. Do you know how many feelings they estimate we have a day? No. Do you want to take a guess? A day? A day. The average person. I have like two or three feelings. Okay, yeah. um, (laughs) You actually have about 400. Really? Yes, they estimate that the average person has 400 feelings a day. Not that you have to name all of those. I know we wow. don't have time, but this is where even identifying two or three a day, at least it gets some of those feelings out, but 400. That feels really overwhelming. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming there's some repeats in there. Like Maybe. I can feel happy at least 30 times and miserable four or 500 times. And then, yeah, you know. I was going to say did, four or five times. No, four, four or five hundred. Y- yeah. You said 400. Wow. 400. Yes. Okay. My feelings today. I have a couple. The first one is I'm. I'm frustrated. That's a feeling. It, which, yes. I'm going to look at my chart. I can't find that word. Is that a... It's under the anger. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I am I am frustrated, and I think that's a moderate intensity word. Yeah, I think it is. And um, I am frustrated because I broke my finger. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I did. You have a little splint. I know. Oh, uh, what did you do? Well, I was working on this project, um, little construction project, and oh, no. <laughs> you know, maybe me and tools shouldn't go together. But I was holding up a piece of material, and and I had my hand up in the air. I'm holding this thing up. I know it's not balanced well, but I'm hold- that's why I'm holding it. And the tool that I need is not within reach, and so uh, I know that I'm just going to let go of this material for a second. We'll call it. We'll call it plywood. It wasn't plywood, but it's too hard to describe what it was. Anyway, um, as it, and I know I'm doing this. I'm going to let go for a second. I know it's going to fall. I'm going to reach and grab that tool, and I'm going to put my hand back up there as fast as possible. Makes total sense. I could do it. You're I'm, superhero I'm, here. I'm, I'm, I'm yes. I'm quick. I'm yes. quick for my age. I'm, I'm quick. Stealth. Right, that's right. This is your ninja ability <laughs> oh that you were God. thinking. This went bad quickly. Oh. So I did 
get to the tool. And then I put my hand back up, but that fell so much faster than I thought it was going to fall that it just jammed my finger straight in. And I heard a snap. I actually heard a, like, like not, it won't sound, this might sound bad, but I don't know. It sounded like a chicken bone snapping. Oh man. (laughs) A little chicken bone. Like click. Like I heard a little click when it hit. And then I'm like, okay, there were some words then that followed that aren't on the anger chart or here in the chart, feelings charts. (laughs) They're in a different chart. Yes. And I said them all right there. And then, um, then I just held onto my finger and let that stuff fall hit the ground. And then, oh man, after that, it was like, I looked and it was purple. Oh, Anyway. You know it's bad when instantaneously it's a different color. Yeah. When you hear a sound. So you know what I did? I just put my glove back on and kept oh. working. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just ignore it. If I ignore it, it'll. I'm sure it'll go back into place and be fine in yeah. an hour. I mean, it hurt a little bit, but when I pe- kept the glove on, it was like, oh, it feels a lot better when it has compression around yeah. it. So, so need a cast probably yeah. is what your finger was saying to you. Yeah. So I, it looked pretty bad. And, um, my wife looked at it and we, she's a physical therapist. So she said, well, they're probably going to put a splint on it. We'll just tape it up, see how you feel tomorrow. And then I was at a job doing that. So then she said, since it was at an employer, not our, not VU, uh, like a part-time deal, you better tell them because they probably want to know it happened on their dime kind of. And so I did. And then, so then I ended up going to the doctor and it's, and then they x-rayed it. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> it's just a stubbed toe. Oh. I mean, it really is in any way or like that. And, uh, yeah. So well, then they showed me the little break and he's like, well, do you want full function back? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I please. do. So then I showed him my other hand. This is going way too long. Put it on two times speed if you don't want to hear the story. <laughs> um, I showed him my other hand. Well, when I was in high school, I broke that same finger on the other hand. And okay. so there's a little bump there. As you, can you just tell. put a glove on it. Yes. You know, because <laughs> I just taped it up and we went. I broke that playing football and I was like, well, we got to keep going. So anyway, I taped it. And then now it's had a bump all those years. Yeah. So he takes that finger and says, do you want this hand to look like this hand? And I said, well, not really. He said, well, let me show you how to put the splint on. So he put it on the other, the good ring finger. So now I have a splint on my broken finger and a splint on my not broken finger. And I'm walking out of the doctor's office. And I'm saying, what happened here? Now I have, looks like I have So two he wanted fingers. you to wear a splint on your well, broken that, finger from decades and decades ago. Not as a... Not as a like treatment, but as a example of how you're going to tape the other finger when you. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like. I thought he was maybe going to do some kind of repair. No, no, no. We don't want that. That's. (laughs) Anyway, this has gotten way blown out of proportion, but that makes me frustrated just because, well, it was dumb a little bit, you know, and it was my own fault. I'll say that. And, but it could have been worse. Yes. And it will heal up, but four weeks for the little finger before it heals. (laughs) Four weeks is a while. It's not quite Jimmy Fallon. I don't know if you know about Jimmy oh, yes. Fallon's finger, but it really got torn up. It really did. Um, not He's that. lucky to still have his finger. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So. Well, and I could just picture you in that moment, because those are those mm-hmm. split second moments that we have that we think, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And then we realize we can't. And then- It happens to me more than I crack. want to admit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the second emotion that I have is really- happy. I'm really happy. So I'm frustrated and happy. I'm frustrated with the accident because that's what it was. It was just an accident and me being a little dumb and uh, maybe a lot dumb, but I'm happy because when I went to the doctor, they took my blood pressure and they took my, and, and my resting heart rate. And the, the nurse says, did anyone ever tell you that you have a really low resting heart rate? And I said, 
Never, ever. <laughs> Not on athlete status, heart rate. <laughs> she said, "Do you run? Are you do?" I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe the finger has sent me into shock." <laughs> My body slowed down. Yeah. So I was really, and my blood pressure was really good. So nice. I had some good numbers that I would not have known that I had. Right. Had well, especially when you're in pain and your blood pressure was good. That's, yeah. That is a good sign. I was chill on no meds, by the way, or yeah. drugs of any kind. <laughs> For that day. <laughs> For that day. You know, I was clean that day. <laughs> So that's, wow, that's a lot on feelings. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those. And isn't it good to be able to process? Yeah. I mean, just those everyday life things that we have, but then also the big life things. Like I think, especially for you as the nine on the Enneagram, as a person of peace, definitely disrupted your peace to have an accident. And sometimes we can beat ourselves up. I just hit my finger on the table. It's okay. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. <laughs> We're falling apart here. Yes. Was there an earthquake? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, so. And it is so strange how something so small, I mean, the size of this break is minute and something so small can hurt so much. Oh my gosh. It's so strange. Well, and you don't realize like how much you use certain, oh, like yeah. our fingers and our toes. Like there is nothing worse than a toe break or a finger break because we just take for, uh, we just don't. Yeah. Realize how much take it for granted. You don't take we? it for granted. Yes. I can't type at all. I mean, that's good because I can tell my boss at work. Uh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I need four weeks off. Yeah, uh, from- I'm going to use Chat GPT to do all of my correspondence. <laughs> Everyone else there is doing that anyway. Well, so. and then after the four weeks, we'll all be like, "What happened to Damon? He was yeah. so brilliant for those four weeks." <laughs> His writing it just really <laughs> stepped up, and then it just—I don't know what happened. But yeah. Oh my goodness mm. gracious! So. Anyway, that's our feelings for the day. Yes. We had a topic at hand. Um, this is our, our family roles. Yes. What we, who we grew, how we grew up, mm-hmm. how we saw ourselves, something right. like that. The roles that we really took on in the family and also that we took on probably in school or other situations. And what's interesting about our, the roles of families, or if you look them up, uh, roles in dysfunctional family, and let's just be honest, all of us come from some form of dysfunctional family. Uh, None of us came from perfect families. And isn't it interesting that no one came into our home and gave Mm -hmm. scripts to us to play? So really, not to interrupt, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like you use the word dysfunction and it's kind of a negative connotation to dysfunction, right? Mm. So dysfunctional family roles... Yeah, it's not. It's just not family roles. It's right. dysfunctional family roles. Right. To be clear, yes, right? dysfunctional family so roles. These are negative things. Well, actually, these I think are where we try to maintain some kind of status uh, quo or um, homostasis. Isn't that the word for balance? I don't um, know. Let me ask Chat GPT. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are right, though. Yes. Anyway, just where there's those places in our family where we could use like even your finger, like little cracks in the family. How do we then bridge that gap and as a family try to be as healthy as possible, but yet we do it in unhealthy kind of ways. Hey guys, before we continue with our discussion, we'd like to thank you for joining us and invite you to tune into episode four. We're going to be looking at the evils of the Enneagram. So we look forward to seeing you then. So, for example, for all of us, I say we want to be known and loved and accepted. And so if we were in a perfect world with a perfect family, we would just be known and loved and accepted, period. Okay. But yet we don't. None of us. uh, Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we still long for it. And so there's like a little tweak in our hearts, our little, little break in a heart that says, I will be known and loved and accepted if... 
Okay. And so I think that's where some of these roles really play in. So I'll be loved if I play the helper role. Okay. Now, do we learn, this might just be obvious to everybody listening but me, but do we we learn that because of how we're treated? Is it a response to, you know, we do something, it works, we do it again. Now we're the helper because of our family, or is that innate? Mm-hmm. It's in us. I think it's both. Okay. So I think there's an innate part of us uh, that will really lean itself towards one of these five family roles. Um, and then also, I think what is needed within the family uh, a lot of times. Um, okay. So I think it's both the nurture and the nature. So, like, filling, we're filling a gap um, that's happening, or yeah, something's mm-hmm. broken, and then we'll fix it by being a certain way. Yeah. And some of that is natural to us. Right. And some of that is our environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no one comes in again and says, Damon, you're going to play the role of the scapegoat. Okay. You know, no one comes. <laughs> I'll pause <laughs> why for is a that minute. <laughs> Wait, why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I want to know any more about any of yes. these roles because well, I'm going to find out some stuff today. All yes, right. Yes. Well, it's all for our greater self-awareness, which really is why we Subscribe to the tool of the Enneagram, never to box ourselves in, but always just about awareness for ourselves. Okay. Um, And so we look at these roles and to begin asking ourselves, like, which role or roles did I play in my family of origin? Which ones did I play in my school? Because we might have played different roles in different areas in our life. Um, And so one of the roles uh, that we tend to start with is the enabler role. We could also call this the helper role. This is a role I think I fell into uh, pretty easily as the firstborn. And I really felt like I would be loved and accepted if I helped my mom, especially when my sister was born. Now, sometimes uh, as this role develops over time, this person kind of becomes an adult sooner than later. Uh, They take on more responsibility of the family than really maybe their age uh, allows for. And so uh, they also find themselves, um, you know, trying to blend things when things feel overwhelming for the family. So they may take on some of the helper roles for like one of the parents. If one of the parents has a lot of responsibility, the enabler role may take on some of that responsibility for one of the parents. Becomes maybe another parent in the family. And and is that usually firstborn or does it matter? Or? It sometimes is firstborn. Sometimes it depends uh, just on how the family dynamics play out. I think for the twos uh, that are just naturally twos in the family, they definitely gravitate towards that role. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You had, you thought one time on a previous episode, you said you thought you were a two Mm -hmm. on the Enneagram, but you're really an eight. And so being an enabler, you said helper. Yes. Is that connected? Well, definitely. I think for me, as I looked back to put some of those pieces together, I felt like I was going to lose my place when my younger sister was born. Mm -hmm. And so for an eight, they don't want to lose their place of power and position. And so I felt like in order to keep my place, I needed to help my mom. Okay. So that's, I think, where some of that shift came for me. So I'll be loved and accepted and valued if I help. All right. So what are, are there positive and negatives to each role? I mean, obviously I could see some positive in being an enabler. Yes, <laughs> I mean, sure. I think that's another word that might have some negative to it. Um, but if you're a helper, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Right. So What's bad about being an enabler? Yeah, I think for the enabler, it's being over-responsible. Okay. You know, so each of us have that sense of uh, what we're responsible for, as, you know, Cloud and Townsend talk about in their book, Boundaries. We're responsible for our thoughts, our feelings, what we do. For someone who's an enabler, they're going to jump in everybody else's yard to try to take care of others, become over-responsible, and lose themselves in the process. And then that can hurt other people then Mm -hmm. as well. Well, yeah, because then other people are allowed to stay 
under-responsible. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Any pauses I make today? Uh, just processing. <laughs> yes. Processing, processing. Yes. Um, I'm going to assume we have a little bit of all of these, you know, all of these in us, you know, but. Yeah, I think there's going to be one that yeah. we'll tend to gravitate towards or when we look back, we're like, okay, wow, I really played that role in my family. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like as a nine, I could be that because I want to keep peace, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I I want to help everybody. I'll fix it. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of it. You know, so yeah, yeah. To maintain peace, I can enable some Absolutely. people, so they won't change. Because I won't say, "Hey, you change your life or whatever." I won't do that because if I do that, now I'm in conflict. Right. Okay. And for the nine, you take on all attributes of the other numbers. So I could see where nines would probably see themselves in a little bit of all these roles. Okay. As well. All right. So that's yeah. an enabler. Um, is it? Let's go on. Let's yes. talk about some other ones. Yes. Yeah, so here. another one is the hero. I like that. Yeah, woohoo. Like Superman, Spider-Man, Iron Man. I mean, Man. it's Damon holding up the board and thinking he can <laughs> stretch that arm. Are we going to come back yes. to that every time? It's every illustration just is today. my broken finger. Just today. Yes. No, but the hero okay. as what you might uh, think of, just someone that where lots of things came easy to them. School, they might have, might have excelled at school. They might have excelled at sports or music. They were just kind of the star of the family. And so when people observe this uh, child, they think, oh, this family's healthy or normal because this child's obviously taking, uh, you know, taking mm-hmm. charge and being positive and having lots of positive things in their life. What's the negative part part of being a hero? Is there a negative side of that? It sounds really good. Well, it does sound good, but think about the pressure for a child who has to keep that up. Okay. Um, so if they maybe get an A minus on a test instead of an A, or if they don't get picked first chair, or if they don't uh, excel. So there's a lot of performance anxiety, I think, for heroes. Okay, so we're we're going to jump around a little bit here because mm-hmm. I'm unorganized. <laughs> so that sounds like a one on the Enneagram. Like yeah. Somebody that is a uh, ones have this tendency to be right perfectionist, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't talked about the one we haven't talked. We're, we will talk about each individual number. We're going to do all of that. Um, but so a one on the Enneagram yeah. could be a hero. Definitely the ones and the threes. Because uh, threes also like achievements and accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Wow. Okay. So hero's good, but trying to keep up being a hero all the time could be exhausting. Yeah. Right? That's a lot of pressure. Another one is the scapegoat. The scapegoat so often um, might have been the identified problem child in the family. Okay. Do we need to pause? <laughs> yeah, David, for I'm you to process? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely that. Oh. Also, the... Uh, reason so often that the scapegoat got in trouble was because they were also the truth teller of the family. Hmm. I don't know if that's me. Yeah? Yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think I just got in trouble because I wasn't a good kid. (laughs) (laughs) You're the rebel. Arnery. Yes. Well, and scapegoats would be the the rebels in the family. Uh, They would tend to kind of walk to the beat of their own drum, uh, their way or no way kind of thing. But oftentimes things got projected onto them because they were more honest uh, than the other members of the family. I think there were times where I was that for sure, but I don't know that it was always that. Yeah. And so before we finish, are we going to say we're not kind of like you can't change your Enneagram number. You just have to uh, lean into it and see the strengths in it and grow from it. And you obviously want to be a little bit of every number if you can, if you're healthy. What about these roles? Mm -hmm. Are can These are roles we should work on. Right. Well, and especially I think they're more reflective as we look back over growing up, uh, just to be able to then connect to that self-awareness of what did I uh, 
tend to subscribe to. Uh, Richard Rohr calls our roles in the family like our emergency solutions in order to try to be loved and accepted. And so, you know, what were those places that I just really tried to gain my my value? Um, but you've obviously seen uh, adults still struggling mm-hmm. being enablers. Yes, and for they've sure. They've probably been in your office sure. a few times and yes. heroes that are upset because they're not perfect and they just realized it when they're 25 years old. Well, and honestly, I think a lot of these, but especially the hero role, anxiety mm-hmm. is just crippling to them mm-hmm. uh, because what if I can't keep this up? Yeah, so we see them into our adulthood. Okay, yeah. let's go do another one. Okay, another one is the lost child. Okay, I don't know what that means. Yes, let's- they're lost we can't find them no bad parenting (laughs) these are the kiddos that just like to stay under the radar you lost a child once where were you yes westminster abbey okay that's a that was a previous episode as well that was not my fault (laughs) okay we won't talk about that go ahead Uh, but anyway lost child so they like to stay under the radar so typically, these may be the kids that just sit in the back of the room. When they come home from school, they want to just go do their own things. Just if there was maybe conflict in the family, they would numb out. Let me just do my own thing, go to my room, play my own music, have my own interests, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, so what causes, I mean, this might, you may not be able to answer this, honestly, but like what causes a kid to do that? To yeah. dis, is that a disconnection? It is. Coping? I think it is a coping and a disconnection. So again, for someone like a nine, a nine might. Dang it. <laughs> not to call out anyone in the room, <laughs> but you know, for a nine, okay. like staying under the radar, because then I don't have to engage in conflict or okay. if someone's having conflict, okay, let me just numb out, do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nines uh, we could see would probably fall into this. Definitely the fives as well, because fives being more introverted, they like to get just kind of lost in their own interest and things mm-hmm. that they want to study or different things like that. So for a five, I could imagine as a child for them, let me just go in my room, read books that I want to read, just kind of be left alone, especially after a whole day of being with people, they just okay. get peopled out. And so that lost child of just kind of, let me just kind of stay off to myself. And and lost child, it could be a response to different things. It yeah. could be how you're saying we said nature and nurture, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be a response to their environment. Um, they're hiding because something is bad. Bad right. is happening. Or they're introverted, um, which is more nature. Mm-hmm. And it's just naturally easier or more pleasant for them, uh, energizing to them to be by themselves. Yes. And you can really see that in any of these roles, that nature nurture piece. Okay. Yeah, for sure. What else do we got? The last one, uh, last but not least, uh, the fun child, or we would call it the mascot. The mascot. Yes. So these were the kids who like to keep things lively and fun. If the things got too serious at home, they may do something charming or funny. Uh, We all probably could name class clowns that we went to school with. These were the mascots. These are most likely the sevens Mm -hmm. in our world. I wasn't going to call them out, but yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. You have a few sevens in your family. I so do. That's what I know. I don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I remember too a story in fourth grade. So I had a class with a boy. Um, and I don't know why I always got put next to the mascots or the class clowns. <laughs> <laughs> now I married one. Well, so who yeah. knows? Anyway, the school that I went to, we didn't have an air conditioning. So our teacher brought her own box fan from home. And she was an older teacher, um, pretty rough. She grew up with polio. She was really scary, Um, but underneath had a soft heart. But anyway, so I'm sitting next to Robert, and he takes his pencil uh, and puts it in the box fan when the teacher was out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. 
No. That's great. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. It was hilarious. Everybody was laughing. I was cracking up until our teacher, Mrs. McNew, was her name, until she came in. And I immediately saw this look on her face and I thought, Robert is going to die today. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was the age where uh-huh. you could take uh, a student out in the hall and she spanked him. Oh, no. She really did. She did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. I mean, you could do that back then. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Wow. Okay, you didn't get yes. in trouble, did you? Because you no. were you were strategically placed there as an eight <laughs> yes. to be the leader of <laughs> Robert not the keep Seven. Order. Yes, and Robert, yeah, and you just let it go. Well, and you're exactly right. I mean, there were times <laughs> where I just felt that pressure of like, I got to keep this together, and I'm in the same age right. range as everybody else. Yeah, you yeah. were a kid. I was just a child. <laughs> <laughs> but the mascots are yes. awesome. They make us laugh, and it, it's great. I mean, I think of I can think of stories as well. And it was usually, unfortunately, sometimes when you're younger, it's at the expense of other people yes. because that's just what kids do. Right. But, but when it was the kids, and it was at the expense of the teacher, I have to admit, I laughed plenty. Oh my gosh! And and it was and it was fun. Those were uniting moments. You know, where yeah. the class kind of <laughs> unites together, right? Exactly. <laughs> against the teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm a terrible person. Okay. No. All right. Well, yeah. uh, that's really helpful. And um, wow, we are running out of time already. That was a lot to cover. That was, but that was yeah. fun, very interesting. And so next week, we will take a look at the evils of the Enneagram. And I think that is going to be very, very, very interesting because yes. we know how evil the Enneagram is. Oh, my goodness. So evil. It is. So thank you for joining us on Enneagram U. We're so glad that you were here, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Kelly. Bye-bye.